0: Welcome back to the Get Unstuck and On Target podcast. I'm Mike O'Neill with Bench Builders, and we specialize in helping entrepreneurs build the teams and the processes that they need to grow their business. Joining me today is Kevin Monroe. Kevin is the founder of X-Factor Consulting, and he's my favorite gratitude consultant. <laughs> you know, it really is true. The war for talent, it's real. And if you want to make your company attractive to employees and allow them to stay because they love their job, you're going to need to supercharge your culture and make your organization a place where they can find purpose, meaning, and fulfillment in their jobs. And that is where Kevin comes in. Welcome, Kevin.
1: Well, thank you, Mike. What a joy to join you on the podcast today. And, and I want to say welcome to you all that are dialing in, tuning in to listen.
0: Well, this is going to be a lot of fun for a number of reasons. Kevin, in the last year, year and a half, has become someone who I feel like I've known all my life. So it's kind of like a little bit awkward because I'm, I'm spending time with someone who I've gotten to know, but I'm confident you will enjoy getting to know Kevin as a result of this podcast. I've asked Kevin to speak on a topic that picks up on what I just mentioned. And that is, I'm gonna ask Kevin to share, as we're together, three ways in which gratitude can in fact supercharge your company's culture. And we'll get to that in a moment. But Kevin, as you and I've kind of compared notes, you know I come out of a corporate HR background, you come out of a corporate background. What is it about this notion of gratitude it seems as if it's just kind of, for me, it's kind of exploded onto the stage in the last several years from a, from a business standpoint. But maybe I'm living under a rock here. When I use the term gratitude, it means one thing to me, but it, when you want us to be thinking about the term gratitude, what mm. should we be thinking?
1: Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. So, so Mike, l- let me... Well, let me ask you, what is it that you think when you hear gratitude? What's the first thing you think of?
0: Probably the one word I, I use is like appreciation.
1: Okay. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you ask, let, let, let me answer one question and then I'll get to that one. Why, why is there this interest now? Well, one of the reasons, it's not, I do believe as Organizations started paying more attention to topics like mindfulness Mm -hmm. in recent years. Gratitude enters the – there was a door cracked open, and gratitude came in that door. As people started thinking about what used to be called soft skills and thinking that soft skills don't really matter, all of a sudden we understand they are these people skills. I don't like calling them soft skills at all. I like calling them superpowers, because, and this was something my dad taught me a long time ago. We'll just say it like that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably 45 years ago. When I think back, all every business is a people business. Every business is a people business. And so that idea, so let me just give you, you, you use the word appreciation. Let me give you a statistic. Glassdoor found that 81% of people say they're motivated to work harder when their boss shows appreciation for their work. Mm -hmm. Right? Glassdoor, 81% of people. Now contrast that to only 38% wanting to work harder when their boss is demanding. And only 37% will work harder if they fear they'll lose their job. So, you know, a pre gratitude is appreciation. The other reason and I'm not sure when this airs, but when this is recording, we you and I just talked about a number. We did. And and so I'll just tell you that that number is now whenever you hear this, that number is north of 560. It's north of 560. That number is the number of days since the World Health Organization declared a global pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic. And Mike, oh, my gosh, gratitude has become so much more important in this period of time because everybody on the planet has lost something. Yes. Some people have lost significant people in their lives, significant things in their life. And all of a sudden out of that, we're understanding a couple of things. And so I've asked the question for three years now, I've been asking it's some form or another, starting meetings by asking what you're grateful for. Two things I started hearing more once the pandemic really kind of kicked in March, April or April, May of 2020, Two things made the list every time I ask, what's somebody grateful for? Family and health. Mm. And those may have been things that some people were taking for granted prior to that time. So gratitude. So last year, it's kind of funny, Thanksgiving morning, like many people, we had a very different routine in 2020 on Thanksgiving Day. And Mike, I started doing something that morning. I'm a nerd at times, a word nerd. I started reading etymologies. There are times I'm just drawn to words. Two words that morning I did a deep dive on the etymology of. So it was thanksgiving. Hmm. One of those words might have been thankful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Yes. The other word was grateful. So here to me is the difference. And since the time I was a little child, I was taught, and I grew up in the South. You probably know that by listening to me, you hear that some of that. But I may or may not have had the finger pointed at me as a little boy, saying, "Remember your manners. Remember your manners. Remember to say please and thank you." Right? And I can tell you a story that's vividly in my mind. I was a little chubby fella, skint head. You know, my dad did my haircut every every other Saturday, so shaved head. And my parents were leaving me with a neighbor for the very first time. They had to go away that day. And I remember my mother, remember your manner, son, remember. So Mrs. Richardson fixes me. Oh, I'm sorry. She prepared me a sandwich at lunch that day, right? (laughs) Fixed me a sandwich. That's what we said back then. No, but she hands me the sandwich and I look up with my little skinhead and I say, you're welcome. (laughs) And she rubs my skint little head and goes, nice try. I think you meant thank you. Okay, I tell that story, but, but when we think about thanks, thanksgiving or saying thank you is often a transaction. Someone does something for us and depending on what part of the world you're in, but if you're in the South, like Mike and I are, you probably say thank you almost automatically. And you may or may not give it another fault. That's Mm -hmm. that transaction. When I started reading the etymology of of gratitude, gratitude means, from etymologically, lingering in the spirit of thanksgiving longer, Mm. staying in that attitude of being thankful, grateful, right? It's not a transaction. Gratitude is a transformation. That's the distinction I would offer you and your listeners.
0: I love that way of kind of teeing up how we're going to transition to, and say that one more time,
1: gratitude is lingering longer in that attitude of thanksgiving. Or as as a friend of mine says, when you recognize everything in your life is a gift, there's only one appropriate response, to be grateful. Right. So we, we just and, and for me, it is I look at this gratitude framework. I started learning gratitude as an obligation. Right. And when I fail to be grateful, I am then guilty. Mm. I want to see gratitude become my lifestyle and become part of my DNA. And actually I I started, people started referring to me as the gratitude guy last year. i never really thought of that. And I thought, Mike, if these are the five words that ended up on my tombstone, whenever that day comes, here lies one grateful fella, or he was one grateful fella, right? As they would say, or fellow. I've had a lot of worse things said about me in my lifetime. If that were a legacy that I was just a grateful guy, I can live with it, Mike. You know, we've been talking about the,
0: the notion of gratitude more along personal lines. And today I'd like to kind of extend yeah. that to organizations. We've kind of entitled this segment, three ways in which gratitude can actually supercharge your company's culture. And you are good at giving statistics But in terms of building a business case, why is it important for leaders to be wrestling with, to come to terms on the power of gratitude for their organizations?
1: Okay. First off, I love this phrase, the power of gratitude. And when we begin to think about what is the power of gratitude, uh, we also use the phrase supercharging your company's culture. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not going, I don't mean to pick on you, Mike, when I say this, and I don't mean, but some years ago, I was personally challenged by a friend to eliminate war language from my vocabulary. Hmm. Violent language. So I don't talk about the war on talent. Okay. Right. I, I, that, that's just something personal. But when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. And I, this was, this started in a hospital and I believe it was a Catholic hospital. And, and one of the nuns that led the hospital said, you know what, we don't want to beat the competition. We don't wanna declare a war on talent. We wanna approach that differently. And, and so when I think about that, part of that then, okay, we do wanna supercharge our culture. We do recognize that people have options of where they choose to work today like never before. And what are some reasons people would choose to join your company or continue with your company rather than go somewhere else? And I believe gratitude is is one of those things that supercharges your culture and you can supercharge your culture with gratitude for very little money. Now, there are also some things you can do that invest money, right, to grow it, scale it. But what if you started your day with gratitude for, okay, I think of some CEOs I know uh, who call employees or make a round through the part of the company they're walking in and they start the day by just greeting everyone, welcoming them, thanking them for giving their talent or investing their talent in our organization today for serving our mission. Oh my gosh. Mike, that that's a simple act of gratitude, but what does it do? It it endears those people to want to bring their best, to give their best. Let me give another context here. You know, you and I both worked in corporate America. The one statistic where is most where is the most time wasted in corporate America today? meetings right so many meetings are bad so many meetings are 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 longer than they need to be but what is one element common to so many meetings across the workplace they start with gripe sessions when people walk in the meeting they start talking about, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe what just happened. You wouldn't believe the customer I was dealing with. You wouldn't believe the employee I was dealing with. You wouldn't believe the complaints they have. You wouldn't believe the headaches I've had today. Now, if you happen to believe what I believe, that the questions we ask determine the answers we find as well as chart the direction we go, when we start our meetings by asking what's wrong, what's the worst part of your day? What's wrong? What do people find? Right? More of what's wrong. That negative energy grows. It multiplies. And, and people are like, gosh, I don't want to be here. So what if we flip that? What if in our meetings we said, hey, what was the best part of your day so far? What's been a highlight? Hey, what customer do you wanna celebrate that we, we're we fortunate, blessed to have them as a customer? You know, what, what if we started conversations like that? What shifts in the energy? What shifts in the atmosphere? What, and all of a sudden, and now I realize, Mike, I'm going, I'm, I'm ca- calling out some of the things that are on this list of benefits, not, not seeking to call them out. It's just what comes to mind. What if we are, all of a sudden, we are finding ourselves in a sea of possibility rather than a storm of complaints? Matter of fact, that
0: dovetails perfectly. You've already shared with me what the, at least the main bullet points that you wanted to cover in our time together. The first one you listed was, gratitude is a power shifter that shifts perspectives and you just mentioned that as an example. Do you want to elaborate on that?
1: Oh, sure. yes. Yes, thank you. Um, Wayne Dyer put it like this. Now, and I'm, I'm not a an ardent Wayne Dyer fan. I don't know everything. But when I hear a quotation that I really like, I commit it to memory and I want to attribute it to the original source. So I could try to, you know, paraphrase this some and say, Kevin said this. No, Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm -hmm. Mike, right there is that shift, that shift. So we can look at a situation in the workplace, in any part of life, do we realize, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, I was calling a friend. Well, okay. I'd called this friend maybe six weeks ago and the friend didn't answer my call, didn't return my message. Hmm. And I'd send an email and, and the friend didn't return the email. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've burned a bridge with this friend. So Friday, a couple of weeks ago now, I, I, it was like mm, calling one more time, one more time. So what it, what's going on here? I've constructed a story in my mind. And we all construct stories all day, every day. And in the company, okay, let's get to something. Hey, if you're leading a change management initiative, and you're wondering, should we tell people what's going on about this? Or should we wait until we have more information? I'm going to say tell what you can, because in the absence of clear knowledge, people will make stuff up. People will fill the gap. People will construct stories. Hey, the company was silent. They didn't say anything about this. What does that mean? I don't know. Here's what I think it means. What do you think it means, right? So we start, we're constructing these stories about why somebody didn't show up at work today. Oh, they were fired. They've been axed, right? I mean, all of these stories, we construct stories all the time. So I've constructed the story. I call my friend, we'll call him Steve because his name's Steve. I just won't call his last name. I said, Hey, Steve, it's Kevin. Hey, there's my good friend, Kevin Monroe. How great to talk to you, buddy. Now, what do you think in a moment happened to that story I had constructed in my head? Out the window. I'm like, oh, I don't think I've burned a bridge with Steve. I don't even think Steve got the voicemail I left because here's the Steve I know and love. And he just greeted me in such a way that it's like, oh, it deconstructed that story I had told myself. So we we tell these stories. So we have these stories. What if in our, in our conversations, we ground our stories in Gratitude, that, that's a phrase I started learning. What if we ground in gratitude, right? And and, and we start imagining the best possible scenario rather than the worst possible outcome. I, I, I was trained as a fellow in a methodology, it's called creating the future, but that was the question that, w- that we were always taught to ask. What's the highest possible outcome of this situation? And that's so different than what many of us lead to think. What's the worst possible outcome? And so it shifts. It shifts. So gratitude is that simple thing that allows us to shift out of what's wrong here to what's right here. What's possible here rather than what's absolutely impossible here. What what might happen versus what we couldn't do that. Right? Gratitude, just a simple way that provides that shift. That shift allows us to go, hmm, let's see this differently. Let's see this differently. So whether that starts with, you know, starting a meeting with inviting gratitude, grounding it in gratitude, whether for me starting a work session that, hey, I'm grateful for the opportunity I have to do this project to serve this client, for the people that are going to benefit from this widget we are producing today? What if we celebrate that? Okay, Medtronic, the, the the medical equipment manufacturer, some years ago, they had a idea. What if, because because their, their folks were engineers, they were manufacturers, they built equipment, and all they ever saw was the equipment they built, the equipment. They went and said, what if we found people whose lives were transformed, changed by the medical equipment we use? And what if we let them come tell the stories to our engineers, to our factory workers, that here is what we're doing? Well, you're not building a widget. You're building, you know, you're transforming quality of life for someone. That kind of shift was astronomical in the impact that it had in the workplace. So those are just really simple things, Mike, that that, that ways that, and a simple thing is starting with, hey, what, what do you wanna celebrate? What's the What are you grateful for? What's the best part of your day? Helps people make that shift.
0: You know, I love the deep dive that we just took on that first suggestion, that is gratitude is the power shifter that can shift perspective. Your second suggestion was, acknowledging that gratitude charges and changes the environment how yeah. does gratitude charge <laughs> and change the environment
1: so uh, yeah I, I think about this so I, I'll, I'll i'll illustrate this with a story that a friend of mine shared just like 2 weeks ago in a, in a session i was hosting this was an educator and their teachers lounge had become incredibly toxic this was when, you know, we live in a highly polarized time in the world. And all of a sudden, people were kind of taking positions over politics. And we believe this. We believe this. And there was and, and, and she said the tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife. Mm-hmm. You know, so all of a sudden, what had been their refuge, the teacher's lounge, became this place of toxicity and negativity. She had an idea. She did not ask anyone's permission. She just wrote a poster one day. What are you grateful for? And wrote one thing on the list, stuck it on the wall. Two or th- One or two other people wrote something that day. The next day she wrote in, took another poster, put it up. What are you grateful for today? She did this 30 days. She said by the end of seven days, all of a sudden there, there are 12, 15 people writing things on the list.
0: Mm.
1: By the end of the second week, the atmosphere Had changed. The negativity was gone. So I believe gratitude has the power to neutralize negativity, right? We talked about it changes the atmosphere, it charges the atmosphere because for those who study this, Mike, I'm not one of these, but I just take people at their word. They study this. Gratitude resonates at the frequency at or right with love, one of the most powerful forces on the planet. So when we speak gratitude when we share gratitude and and there is research for this i'll find you the link send it that if if we were in the in the office and somebody sees and hears me thanking mike for your extra work on a project i feel good because i shared gratitude to you you feel good because you heard you received that gratitude the person that just observed it they get a boost as well right? So that's that changing the environment. It charges the atmosphere. It It is a feel good for everyone. Just yesterday, I had this, this notion, thinking about the gratitude, and I don't mean to make a grammar lesson here, but the gratitude affect or effect, which is it? Well, maybe it's both. Mm. The gratitude affect is me changing the atmosphere by sharing gratitude for someone else. The the affect is the verb, sharing gratitude, expressing gratitude, that releases something in the atmosphere. The effect is how you or others that heard that, received it, how you feel as a result of having gratitude expressed. So gratitude, affect, effect, it's both, it does both. And if you want to change the atmosphere, start daily meetings or, you know, we're developing a resource on this right now. It's not available yet, but I had a friend that did gratitude challenges with us a couple of years ago, and she launched a gratitude channel on their Slack Hmm. um, network. And then last week, somebody I, I had posted this list that you're that we're talking through, this 10 ways gratitude supercharges work. A friend of mine, Carrie from California, said, you know what? This is inspiring me. I'm launching a gratitude channel on our Slack network tomorrow. Just today, Carrie responded to me. I, I said, How's it going? She goes, Oh my gosh, you know, it's catching on slowly, it's taking some time, but I am feeling so good starting my day and spreading gratitude throughout the company. Just yesterday I was with a group, Mike, we were talking about this. And what if, for, for you listening, maybe you work in a toxic environment. Maybe you work in a place where there's negativity. Well, what if you could be the one who starts the ripple effect of gratitude changing that? Like, as my friend Heidi, that's who I was talking about, the teacher, she didn't ask permission. She just began to post something. She began to share what she was grateful for. What if you in a meeting said, hey, I'm grateful for Mike and for how Mike helped me with this project. Well, then somebody else starts that, right? So it does not have to be a formal gratitude initiative. You listening, you have the power. Mike, here's something I believe. I I believe you'd agree with this. Most people in the workplace have more far, more power than they give themselves a credit for, right? They go me, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so yesterday there was a lady who's the administrator for a medical office that was part of this gratitude encounter. She said last month, a friend of mine said to me, you should, you should start a gratitude movement in your organization. She goes, no, I can't do that. Yesterday, she was part of a conversation and I heard her say to someone, maybe I could be the one maybe I could be the one if that's what I I would love for somebody listening to this for them to get that seat maybe I could be the one to start this in my team my company our organization maybe you could
0: Kevin you already mentioned this is going to be a resource we're going to be making available to our listeners and that is 10 ways and we're only going to have time to cover three right touched on two Let's catch the third one. And that is a third way in which gratitude can supercharge your company culture is you make reference to the power of hope. Oh, man. And how hope can grow in gratitude.
1: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so, okay. I'm not a scientist. I do read some science. Do you know what a catalyst is? Right. The, you've heard the word catalyst. In In chemistry, a catalyst is something that causes something else to grow, to expand, and is not consumed in the process, Mm. right? It does not go on. That's gratitude. Gratitude is a catalyst for hope. So hope grows in gratitude, along with most other positive traits you want in your company. They grow in gratitude. Gratitude is that catalyst or that catalytic lever. Going back to the lever we can pull, gratitude is that catalyst. Gratitude grows hope. Mike, uh, hope fades in crisis. We just talked about it. It's north of day 560. If you summarize, or if you survey around the world, we see people have lost hope. People have lost hope. People are losing hope. The longer, you know, or or when the next strand comes in, in, in this case, it was the Delta variant. All of a sudden people were, had pinned their hopes, pinned their hope, isn't that an interesting phrase? We pin our hopes on an event. That event doesn't happen. We begin to lose hope. So people thought we're getting back to normal. We're going to start having conferences again. We're going to start having meetings again. We're going to start being, oh, oh no, we can't. No, that's being canceled. Oh, we're going back to virtual only. People start losing hope. Hope hope fades in crisis. The good news is hope grows in gratitude. Mike, I and you know because you've been part of these, but when I do gratitude encounters, a 60-minute session, I collect three data points, two at the beginning, one at the end. Here, the most recent session I did was 26 hours ago from when we're recording this. I asked this question, What, if you look over the last seven days, what's your hope like on a scale of zero to 10, running on empty, having full? The group that was with us yesterday, the last seven days was 6.4. In the moment, I ask Is it, right now, what's your level of hope? 7.2 was the average. So we do 50 minutes so that, you know, we, we, it's an hour long, but it's about 50 minutes later, I poll again. We have shared gratitude. We've talked about what. how does gratitude supercharge your experience of work? And what does gratitude do to change the workplace, your work team? That, that was the conversation we we're having yesterday. We asked that question again at the end. What's your level of hope right now in this moment? Nine point three. Wow. So it went up two point one points in a fifty minutes time. Hope grows in gratitude. The other thing that's amazing is hope lingers, right? that 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 hope just doesn't fade at the end of that. People still. I did this, uh, I did an encounter six, eight weeks ago for the National Health Service of the United Kingdom. I watched one of the leaders in the group. She posted, when I asked the phrase at the end, what what word or phrase would you use to describe your experience of this hour together? She typed the word lighter. I see lighter just show up on the screen. I said, hey, Larissa, were you the one that typed the word lighter? She goes, yes, I yes, I was. How did you know? I said, I saw it. Your posture has changed. Your countenance has changed. She messaged me later that day and said, I still feel lighter, which is another way of saying what? I feel hope. Yes. The next day, she sent me a message. I still feel lighter. And Mike, it's just kind of like wow. And And what if we do this over and over? What if we're doing sowing seeds of gratitude in your organization, through meetings, through expressions of gratitude for others in, you know, who are you grateful for on the team? We're building hope. And I believe we need to fuel the reservoir of hope right now. We need to fill it because a lot of hope's draining for people.
0: So let me summarize the three points that you made, and that is gratitude is a power shifter that shifts perspectives. Yep. Gratitude charges and changes the environment, and hope grows in gratitude. Yeah. And we are going to be including a resource that elaborates on those three and some additional ones. Kevin, as we kind of begin to kind of wrap up our time together, I want to give you an opportunity if you're so inclined to share an example by which perhaps you or a client got stuck and what did you do to get unstuck
1: Mm. okay so you know I wondered how I would answer this question I'm going to answer this question personally in this moment thank you and I'll try to do it concisely Mike but but the answer is really it's how I got started on this gratitude journey I remember the day, April 17th, 2018. Mm. I did not have the energy, and I'm a morning person. I'm usually up between 4.35 without a clock. That morning, 7, 7.30, I'm trying to drag my myself out of bed. The power of a morning routine, I came to do my morning routine. I sat down, opened my prayer journal. There was nothing to pray. I just, I just cried out to God, Holy Spirit, you are the source of creativity, spark creativity in me. 45 minutes later, I, I it was liminal space. I mean, it was this dark time. 45 minutes later, I'm, I'm in and out, and I sat up erect. There was an idea. And it led to, and it was like 85% fully formed idea. What if you launched the Extraordinary Experiment and you invited people to join you? Well, right in the middle of that Extraordinary Experiment, Mike, we hosted a gratitude challenge. First time I'd ever done anything with gratitude. And, and that was when things started to shift for me, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, I had been stuck. I was stuck personally. I was stuck in my business. I had been stuck for, for about a, a three-year period trying all kinds of things because I had left a business partnership that I didn't need to be part of anymore and, and was trying to figure out what's the next thing, what's the next thing. And I, I you know had tried several things and was just kind of losing focus, losing energy. But that answer to prayer that morning sparked hope, and it was a spark of gratitude. I never thought, I mean, gratitude wasn't, it was something, the obligation I had, but it wasn't anything I had done until then. And, and that was a spark. And and Mike, then it's just been a snowball since then. Over three years, one thing led to another to where now gratitude consulting is what I do. And if you'd asked me, A year ago, Kevin, do you think you're going to be leading a gratitude consulting business? I I would have said no. But here I am. So I hope that helps. That's how I got unstuck. I still get stuck periodically. And when I get stuck, I just pause and ask, what is something I'm freshly grateful for now? Fresh gratitude, not old stale gratitude. I used to do that. You know, the same list of three things I'm grateful for every day. But what is something freshly to be grateful for in this moment? So, hey, you listening, just right now, what's something fresh today? What is something you can look around and see and see differently than you saw it yesterday or saw it this morning? And you go, wow, I didn't notice that. I'm thankful for that.
0: I love the example of freshly grateful because it's forcing you to stop and break what might be your pat response and kind of reflect on yeah. kevin as you kind of reflect on what you've shared today what would be
1: takeaways you want to make sure our listeners have well we didn't really talk about this today but i'm going to draw on victor frankel man's search for meaning that between stimulus and response, okay, between the the bad stuff that happens in life, the good stuff that happens in life. And however we respond to that, there's always a moment. Mm -hmm. In that moment, there is a choice. And Mike, there's always something to be grateful for. There's always something to be grateful for. And, And maybe you're having a really bad day and you go, no, I don't believe that. Well, and i don't mean to i'm not trying to be wax philosophical or be overly negative but you're still alive as long as the, as long as there's life and breath in your body there's still hope your best days may still be ahead of you right so it's not over yet so there's always something to be grateful for there's still a chance to to you know for this to get better there's still a chance to make that situation right hey maybe your business is failing at this moment there's still a chance to resurrect that business. There's still a chance to start another business, right? Colonel Sanders, 70 years old (laughs) when he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. So there's always something to be grateful for, even if it's the sun shining today, even that it's rain, but on the other side of the cloud, the sun's still there. There's always something to be grateful for. That's what I would say. And the other one that I hope, you could be the one to introduce gratitude to your team, your company, your organization, you listening, you could be the one.
0: Kevin, I'm so glad you kind of came out of your shell during our time together. (laughs) Um, I love your animation. If folks listening and watching to this today want to reach out to you and learn more, what's the best way for them to do so?
1: Oh, the best way, the best way. Just go to my website, kevindmonroe.com, kevindmonroe.com. If you're on LinkedIn, please reach out to me. And when you reach out to connect, say, I heard you on the Getting Unstuck podcast, or I know you're a farm, you're a friend of Mike's. I'd like to connect with you. Do that. And we'll start a conversation.
0: Kevin, you know how much I value your your friendship, and I am freshly grateful while we record this that I could just spend some time with you and just kind of watch your eyes light up and the animation in which you bring to this topic and the hope mm-hmm. that it gives individuals and teams and organizations by embracing gratitude is not as something that is lip service, but it's
1: real, and it's something that we cannot ignore. Thank you, Mike. And, and again, thank you that are listening to us. You listening, you made a choice to listen to this podcast. And on behalf of Mike and me, I want to say thank you for listening.
0: Well, you actually took the line I was about to use, and that is, <laughs> I want to thank our listeners. And I hope you've picked up on some some tips in my conversation with Kevin that will help you get unstuck and on target. Every Thursday, we upload the latest episode to all the major platforms. So if you haven't already, please subscribe. So if you're an entrepreneur with big dreams, but you're tired of letting your business keep you up all night, it's time to take action. Head to bench-builders.com and schedule a quick call to see if our growth coaching program can help. So I'd like to thank you for joining us, and I hope to see you next time.